Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. This is episode four, and I want to thank everyone that has listened so far. I've been noticing on my statistics that I'm getting more and more listeners. Tell your friends about this uh, if you if you want. Um, like I said, this is going to be a continued work in progress. Um, right now, you know, the format is me giving my opinion on stuff. You know, at some point we may have guests and other stuff, but uh, thank you again to everybody that's taking the time uh, to listen. We are now available on Apple Podcasts. It is posting about a week later than um, the other um, podcast platforms, so I'm not entirely sure why it's doing that. Um, but you know, I am now available on all podcast platforms. It is kind of cool to be honest with you to open up Apple podcasts and to see, um, the Chris Carpenter show is available there. I mean, I love podcasts, um, and all sorts of uh, podcasts that I like, but anyway, welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter show. This is episode four. And I want to start off by talking about kind of what our schedule is going to look like over the next couple weeks as far as the podcast goes, because it's going to be a little wonky. Um, Next week, 99.9% sure there will not be a podcast. Um, I'm going on vacation starting next Sunday, June the 27th, and then I will not be back from my vacation till July the 5th. Um, I'm going to be going to Wyoming, going to go see Grand Tetons and Yellowstone, and then finishing up and South Dakota, I'm going to actually be in, at Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July. <laughs> there may not be fireworks, but Chris Carpenter will be there live, Mount Rushmore, uh, 4th of July. I'm real excited about this. Um, one of the things that's on my bucket list is to visit all 50 states in the United States. And so um, I'm excited, number one, to see the sites. It's going to be awesome, I think. But I actually am going to be able to knock out three states over the next week um, of states I've never been to, uh, Wyoming, Montana, and South Dakota. And that's actually going to put me over halfway through the United States. Um, And I will have covered the entire western part of the United States uh, after next week, which is going to be great. So I need to start working on the eastern part. I haven't uh, been to a lot of the eastern part of the United States um, as far, especially the northeastern, never been anywhere near there. I have been to Florida, though, and, I, and part of that 27 is Alaska. So I've hit one of the non-continuous States. I've got to, at some point, who knows when, maybe when I win the lottery, uh, go go visit Hawaii. So uh, next week, most likely, uh, there will not be a podcast. Um, this time next week, I believe I'm still going to be at the Grand Tetons, or we may be uh, on our way headed over to Yellowstone. And I, you know, I'll be honest with you, producing a podcast is not one of the priorities. Uh, I may pop in. Maybe, like I said, 0.1% chance. The next week, July 5th, um, I'm going I'm going to try and do a podcast at some point that week. Um, I'm going to be in El Paso uh, visiting my mom. And it's just going to be if I can find a quiet place uh, to produce the podcast and to do the podcast. Um, I'm going to try and do one at some point that week. And then the next week, uh, which will be July the 13th, 
that will be a later podcast. I'm hoping to drop it on Tuesday. It could be on uh, Wednesday afternoon, though. Um, but it, there will be a podcast that that week. It's just going to depend on some stuff. I'm I'm leaving El Paso July the 13th. Um, I'm not going to be leaving until mid morning, even early. Well, mid morning uh, because I've got some. Uh, I've got a Zoom meeting. I've got to do. Um, but then, um, so it takes me usually about six hours to get back to uh, my home spot, and usually that th- uh, throwing in a, a quick lunch dinner combo in Lubbock before I head up to the to the home base here, and so. There most likely will be a podcast Tuesday the 13th, um, but worst case scenario, if we have another Midland situation, which let's pray we don't, um, it may be um, on Wednesday the 14th. So that's the schedule. I'm I'm going to try and stay as consistent as possible, but, you know, vacations happen and, you know, again, you can be guaranteed that there will be a podcast at least the week of the 13th and most likely you will see a podcast the week of the uh, 5th. Um, just check, check your, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to, I know on Apple podcasts, you can subscribe to the podcast. I'm sure you can do that on other podcast platforms. So anyway, let's, uh, we're going to talk as, uh, several sports topics today and then we'll end with some entertainment stuff. And I'm going to do a little bit of remembrance of a major event in wrestling history to end our time because we're coming upon a big anniversary. Um, so anyway, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the NBA. Um, I I did say in an earlier podcast, I've not been keeping up with the NBA a lot lately, but I, I did want to just say a couple things about it. Um, it is kind of exciting to see uh, new teams having a shot at the NBA title. Um, I was looking at the teams that are left, and you know, I believe Atlanta and Milwaukee, the Bucks, they're the two teams that have won NBA titles. And um, not in recent years. Um, Milwaukee was 1971, and then Atlanta, you got to go all the way back. I think they were even the St. Louis Hawks at this point uh, to the 50s. So it'll be fun to see uh, – you know, some new blood. I think that's been one of my biggest issues with the NBA amongst others is it just seems like it's the same teams over and over and over again. They still need to improve their product. Um, like, you know, actually playing defense, but, uh, it should be interesting. I might, I might try and catch one. Uh, not going to probably, I'll just catch the highlights to be honest with you. Um, we also started this week, the college world series, we are in the midst of elimination games uh, today, and and so two teams have already been eliminated. Unfortunately, uh, UT is not one of them. They are still there, uh, and I'm talking about the the bad UT and that lives in Austin, People's Republic of Austin. Um, they're still in it, but you know they're already lost one game, so we just need one more game to send them back to the People's Republic of Austin, and let's hope that someone can take care of that. In the coming days, uh, teams that I've been real impressed with, NC State, been real impressed with them. Um, huge victory yesterday over Vanderbilt. You know, to me, Vanderbilt going into this College World Series, they were kind of the team I looked at as the favorite because their pitching is so incredibly strong. And they still co- probably can come out of the loser's bracket because their pitching is so strong. It'll be interesting to see. But, you know, NC State, I mean, the team that 
beat Arkansas going on a little run here. Kind of impressive to see. And then Mississippi State. I've been real impressed with them as well. Um, I'm kind of for Mississippi State. Probably they're the team, probably my number one team that I would like to see win uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, you know, one, you know, that's where uh, Mike Leach is at now. And, then, you know, Mississippi State's kind of the – they're kind of the tech of the SEC, you know, the – they're, they're not really looked upon as this major program, major university. And so it'd be fun to, fun to see them win, possibly, if it can happen. So we'll, we'll kind of have to continue to see what goes on uh, in college baseball. But uh, congratulations to the team still in it, and we'll see what happens. Uh, NASCAR. Let's talk a little bit of NASCAR. So NASCAR, for the first time in, I think, in ever, maybe, uh, raced at the Nashville Speedway, and not without some hiccups. Uh, the number one hiccup was they had to actually had to delay the race because of traffic issues, people getting to the track itself. And this is actually not a new problem. Um, several years ago when NASCAR began to race at the Kentucky Motor Speedway, um, that was an issue as well, that apparently there's only one exit to the raceway. And if you've ever watched a NASCAR race, NASCAR races are massive. You're talking thousands, tens of thousands of people showing up. And they had they had traffic issues at Kentucky Motor Speedway. So kind of kind of a bummer, but I thought it was a great race. And, you know, Kyle Larson has been incredibly impressive the last few weeks and you know Hendrick Motorsports about two three years ago had major issues when the Chevys switched to Camaro and Hendrick Motorsports has started to rebound and you know good for Kyle Larson as well you know there was a lot of controversy last year with Kyle Larson and I'm not really going to get into it or my opinion on it Um, but you know it looked about this time last year you know would this guy ever be able to race in NASCAR again. And, uh, you know, Hendrick uh, Motorsports gave him his shot, and he's he's taking advantage of it. So, you know, we'll see <laughs> if this leads to a championship. You know, I've, I've watched NASCAR long enough to know that sometimes drivers go on this tear over the summer, and it doesn't really lead to a championship. Because, you, you know, NASCAR is a very long season – and you've got to be consistent for, you know, all 36 of those races. And so, you know, you can have a great summer and then struggle in the fall or struggle, you know, when you get down to the uh, chase. And, you know, one bad race can knock you out of the chase pretty easily. So it be interesting to see if Kyle Larson can continue his run. This weekend, we've got Pocono and, and uh, something that is unique about the Pocono race is it is a double header. So we will have a cup race on Saturday and then they will come back and race again on Sunday. They did this last year as well. And I really like this format for Pocono. Um, I think it adds something to the race. Pocono um, is a little bit, it's a cool racetrack because it's kind of a triangular shape, um, but it's made for some kind of rough to watch racing. And I think this helped with it instead of having two Pocono races spread out throughout the season. Let's do a double header. Adds a little bit to it. The other thing I want to talk about with NASCAR 
is something they did last year, and it was really out of necessity because of COVID, that I'd love for them to consider bringing back is they did some racing during the week during the summer, meaning they did a race on Wednesday or Thursday night, a cup race. And I really would like to see them experiment with this again. Uh, maybe next year. I don't know if uh, I think their schedule is set for next year. But I, I, th- I liked it, you know, during the summer months, having maybe some uh, maybe a couple midweek races throughout the summer, you know, um, summer sports viewing is, you know, there's, you can get to a point where there's not a lot as far as summer sports viewing. You've got baseball going on, major league baseball. Um, but you know, the way some of the television deals now, nowadays is not a lot of people have access to major league baseball. You know, I, I live probably in the Rangers, Texas Rangers viewing area and, my plan that I'm on for uh, streaming and uh, watching live TV, I don't have access to Rangers games. And so, and, and to be honest with you, I love baseball, but I really don't start caring about Major League Baseball till the fall anyway, because there's just so many stinking games, <laughs> you know. They have the best live atmosphere, but watching a Rangers game in the middle of like June when you know they've got like five more months and it's the Rangers and they're probably already out of the race anyway, it just doesn't appeal to me. So I think there's a niche and I think there's an opportunity for NASCAR in the summertime, maybe to do a couple of midweek races um, and, you know, pull some fans in. So uh, it'd be interesting to see them attempt to do that. So we'll see what happens. Our last item this week when it comes to uh, sports is tech football. And, you know, no, I'm not even going to talk about the depressing state of tech football. Well, there will be plenty of time to talk about that this fall. But you know, tech football's had a had a pretty good couple of days as far as recruiting. Um, they're finally starting to sign some players um, in their next recruiting class, the class of 2022, and they've got seems like they've got some pretty solid players coming. So hopefully they they they'll end up here. We'll see what happens. Recruiting is always a crapshoot. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Number one, you know, just because a guy is labeled a five-star when they're coming out of high school does not necessarily mean that they're going to play like a five-star when they get to college. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of recruiting busts uh, through the years that, you know, they were highly touted coming out of high school and it just never, never worked out. But, um, you know, it's good to start seeing a little bit of a class put together. This is, I mean, uh, most every most every expert is saying this is going to be a make or break year for Matt Wells. Um, you know, he very, he came very close, I think, to losing his job last year. Um, now, I'll tell you this about Matt Wells. I mean, there was a lot of controversy when he was hired back in uh, 2018. Um I was kind of 50-50 on the hire when it came through. Um, I wasn't completely against it, but I was also a bit disappointed. You know, there was a couple of other options that I thought might have been better fits for Tech. Um, You know, I hope he succeeds. I'm not one that, you know, wants a coach to fail because, honestly, I'm kind of tired of Tech football being mediocre 
Um, but there, there, there's been some frustration with, uh, you know, some of the things that Coach Wells did, especially last year. You know, the, the UT game was this uh, UT game and the Oklahoma State game. Those two games, there were some decisions made that, I mean, they baffled me and I think they baffled a lot of Tech fans. So, I mean, it's good we're getting some recruits in. Um, I'm still not sold on us having a solid season. Part of that is I feel like I've been burned the last, I mean, however, however long it's been, 11, 12 years since we ran off leech and we've been mediocre in football. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. There, there seem to be some good pieces, um, but I, I kind of feel like it's bowl, bowl game or bust for Wells. And, you know, I think we're going to know how this season goes when we get to the Houston game, the very first game of the season. I think if if Tech wins that, that game against Houston, they're going to have a great shot of having a, a, at least a 7-7, seven, seven, maybe even 8-win season. They lose that game to Houston, I'm going to have a hard time finding it, even 6 wins um, just because the the rest of the Big 12 honestly has passed Tech, and it's – very frustrating. It's been sad to see. I mean, other than Kansas, you look at the Big 12, and I think those other teams have kind of passed us as a program. So, you know, prove it. Prove it that we're, we're changing finally the direction of the football program because it's just been going down, 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 down. And, you know, thank goodness for the dumpster fire that is uh, Kansas football or we'd be in the cellar. And even then, we lost to Kansas two years ago. So, uh, you know, it wasn't like we're, we're that, you know, s- that separated from Kansas in football. So we'll see what happens. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of stay tuned when it comes to tech football. A couple of things in our entertainment front this week. We're going to start off talking a little bit about Star Trek. Um, we did have a new trailer drop for Picard. And looks interesting. Um looks like time travel is going to be a big part of this season of Picard. Um, just based on some things that we saw, you know, we did see Q appear. We saw Picard back in a Starfleet uniform, which, you know, last season he wasn't a part of Starfleet. And certainly the ship that he had, the Serena, wasn't a part of Starfleet as well. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens. I'm really looking forward to season two of Picard, um, of the new shows, I love, I like Picard, um, it's probably not my favorite, Lower Decks is probably my favorite of the new shows, but, um, there's some great storyline potential with Picard, and I'm excited that they're bringing back Q, and it's, it's just what, what's great about the Picard show is it's our first check-in of that, next generation deep space nine voyager universe you know we went a solid you know you know what was it 14 15 years of this one universe it started with next generation it's it continued with deep space nine and then it ended with voyager where you know we were in this same shared 24th century universe and then when voyager ended we really don't know what happened after. We know a little bit just based on what happened in the Abrams movies um, with the Rom, you know, Romulus, the Romulan sun going um, supernova, things like that. But we don't know the state of Starfleet. So it's really cool. It's really been cool to see 
some of those characters come back in Picard. And you've seen a little bit of that in Lower Decks too, by the way. Um, but it'll be, I think I'm, I'm excited about season two of Picard and, and what direction they are headed in with Q and everything else. So interested to see still no news on Prodigy. Um, so it'll be, like I said, <laughs> I don't know when it's going to air. We know Lower Decks is going to air in August. Um, Prodigy, who knows when it's going to air, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens. By the way, I do have a recommendation for those of you that want to watch more Star Trek, and it's the recommendation of the streaming platform Paramount Plus. I've I've been a subscriber since it was CBS All Access, and I subscribed to it initially because the new Star Trek shows, specifically Discovery, was going to be on uh, CBS All Access, now Paramount Plus, and I've been a subscriber ever since. All of the Star Trek shows are on uh, Paramount Plus. There's a bunch of other stuff too, by the way. And it's actually a pretty reasonably priced. Uh, there's several plans you can look at. But, you know, of the streamers, it's pretty reasonably priced. And the library is ever-expanding. Um, they've got a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. they got a lot of the old Nickelodeon shows. Those of you that kind of grew up in the 90s like me and remember kind of Nickelodeon in its heyday, uh, a lot of those Nickelodeon shows are available on the Paramount Plus streaming um, as well. So ch- check it out. It's, you know, you could you could do like a free trial, I think. And if you don't like it, then, you know, don't continue to subscribe, subscribe to it. But um, I would recommend it, especially if you're trying to look for a cheaper option for streaming. The streaming platforms are kind of getting almost as ridiculous as cable unfortunately. So it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens down the road. A couple of thoughts. Uh, as far as WWE, we did have Hell in a Cell on Sunday. I want to back up a little bit. They did something very interesting on Friday, uh, Friday Night Smackdown this week, and they had a Hell in a Cell match on Smackdown. And I believe this is the first time on TV, on television, on either on Raw or Smackdown, We've had a Hell in a Cell match. I don't remember a Hell in a Cell match ever taking place on Raw. You know, someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you ended up having Roman Reigns taking on Rey Mysterio, and Reigns won the, uh, he retained his title. He didn't appear at all in Hell in a Cell, the pay-per-view, so kind of an interesting call. I think WWE was really trying to drive their ratings up, um, on their television platforms, especially SmackDown. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with SmackDown. You know, SmackDown, Fox paid a lot of money to air SmackDown, and it premiered in 2019, and then kind of right in the midst of it, you know, COVID hits. And, you know, it's, it's hard to watch the product right now without fans. Um, I think in a lot of ways they've been treading water a bit, um, doing the Thunderdome stuff and everything. And uh, I'm anticipating when fans come back, we're going to see a little bit of a ramp up on some stuff. Um, I'm, I fully expect that first SmackDown, I believe it's on July the 16th, is going to be a pretty big show as far as surprises. That'll be the first show with fans uh, since the, well, they had WrestleMania, this last WrestleMania, and then 
uh, but really the first SmackDown or Raw with fans since the whole COVID stuff started. But uh, Roman Reigns retains. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, the direction they go with the, the next pay-per-view money in the bank for Roman Reigns. I think we're still headed in the direction as far as reports I've seen of it'll be Roman Reigns versus John Cena at SummerSlam. I expect Roman Reigns will probably retain there. Um, I don't see them giving the belt to John Cena at this point. I think it's really more of let's get him on the card to prop up our buys and everything. But it's interesting to see what happens. So we had Hell in a Cell on Sunday. And not really that, not really any big surprises. Um, you know, the both, really, I think all the champions retained. Um, the women's title, Bianca Belair retained. I, I'm good with that. I think she she needs to have a long reign. I think she probably will. Uh, the Raw women's title, the ending was a little interesting just because they, they kind of made uh, Rhea, Ripley, Rhea Ripley look like the heel. And she ended up uh, rotating via disqualification. And we're leading to, and then this yesterday, last night on Raw, they basically put forth a rematch for Money in the Bank. A lot of chatter, I've heard maybe that might be the, that might be where the women's money in the bank is going to be cash. And I'll talk more about the money in the banks in just a second. Um, the WWE title match, uh, Bobby Lashley ends up retaining. I wasn't surprised by that. I really think he he is going to get a long title reign. I think if the WWE had its druthers, and I think they're pushing it, and I think the... Um, I think they're really, really banking on this is I think they're wanting to get a Lashley-Brock Lesnar match. I've heard rumblings that possibly Brock's in negotiations. I don't know if Summer SummerSlam is, is when it's going to happen or if it will happen at another at another juncture. Um, but kind of I, I think we're going to see at some point for the belt, for the WWE title, Lashley versus... Um, Brock Lesnar. I was a bit surprised at the way they did it and and kind of having Drew McIntyre screwed over for the belt. Um, I think a heel turn is needed for McIntyre. I think his face run has kind of run its course, and so I'd like to see him turn heel and kind of go from there. Maybe, maybe even move him over to SmackDown. We're going to have a draft, and we're going to do another superstar shuffle of the, of the brands. Uh, maybe move... McIntyre over to SmackDown. I, the problem with that will be, of course, if he's heel, then you know Roman Reigns is there. I don't know, but I think there needs to be a little bit of a change in direction with McIntyre. Last little thing I want to talk about in terms of wrestling: we are coming upon the 25th anniversary of one of the most important storylines and moments in wrestling, and of course, I'm talking about. Bash at the Beach 96. This is the moment where the NWO was born. This is the moment where the fan favorite Hulk Hogan became a bad guy. He turned heel and pretty much set the wrestling world on fire again. Um, you know, still to this day, you see people in the crowds wearing NWO shirts. Um, it's still a very popular group. They just got inducted into the Hall of Fame 
this last go around. And it's hard to believe it's been 25 years. I mean, that was kind of, you know, I had, I was a fan when I was littler, probably, you know, 19, probably up to like 91, 92 when kind of Hulk Hogan faded into the background in WWF. I kind of knew he went to WCW, but I didn't really pay attention much to WCW. And then, you know, my fandom kind of reignited itself with the whole NWO angle. In fact, I still own some NWO shirts. And, I mean, they were cool. They were awesome. So it's kind of kind of interesting to note that we're at the 25th anniversary of that event. And hard to believe, for sure. And I don't know if we're ever going to have a storyline like that again. Um, it You know, it was in the perfect time period where, you know, you didn't have a lot of internet um, chatter and things like that where those types of surprises could be spoiled. And then the whole, you know, idea of bringing, you know, Hall and Nash from the WWF and they were really playing it up like they they were invading from the WWF. And, I mean, just a great storyline. And um, if you want to learn more about the storyline, I'd recommend the the 83 Weeks podcast. They're going through a series of episodes, uh, starting with when Scott Hall debuted on Monday Nitro. Um, they're gonna, they've done an episode of that. They did an episode with when Kevin Nash debuted. And then yesterday they just dropped an episode dealing with when the Outsiders, that's what they called Hall and Nash, the Outsiders, took over Nitro, and they're going to be doing a Bash at the Beach 96 episode soon as well. So if you want to know more about the story, that would be a great place to go. Um, if you have Peacock, you can also just go go to the WWE uh, network on Peacock and watch all of those old videos. It's not the most user-friendly as compared to when the WWE network was a standalone streaming platform, but... It still works. So anyway, uh, that's that's it for this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Like I said, um, 99.9% most likely will not be a show next week. Um, I will attempt, I will try to drop a show the week of the 5th. It may not be on a Tuesday. just depends on when I can find a nice quiet spot to record and an and allotted amount of time where I can record as well. And then we'll, I will definitely be back the week of the 13th, either Tuesday night the 13th or Wednesday the 14th. There will be a new edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Continue to uh, listen. Tell your friends about it. If you ever want to contact me, you can contact me via my Twitter, ChrisCarp22. And just... You know, you can, my DMs are always open. Nobody DMs me anyway. It'd be interesting to get one. Um, anyway, y'all have a good few weeks and happy 4th of July. I probably will not hear from y'all uh, or talk to y'all again till after the 4th of July. And take some time and celebrate the greatness of our country and our independence. Read the Declaration of Independence. Watch The Patriot. Happy 4th of July, and I will see y'all in a few weeks.